Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip interviews securities and real estate attorney Sean Tate. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, another episode, y'all. I got to come up with a new way to start an episode because I'm I'm tired of back with another episode. I'm like, that's, uh, you know, it's okay. I need I need something more catchy, but I'm not super catchy, so we'll figure something out over time. But what up, Sean? I got Sean back. We just gonna talk, y'all, today. So we just chopping it up like we normally do on the phone calls. That's right, man. It's great to be here, Philip. Thanks for having me back, man. Looking forward to chatting with you as always. So, um, so what what what's exciting in the in the real estate world for 2021? <laughs> What's exciting? Okay. Well, um, I would say, in my opinion, the most exciting thing right now is is going to be uh, opportunistic uh, purchases. You know, um, the there are a lot of opportunities to pick up real estate uh, that needs to either be repurposed or, you know, can continue in the same form, but, but needs uh, new management, needs new capital. Uh, rescue capital, however you want to describe it, preferred equity, all those kind of things. There's just a lot of opportunities for folks to pick up uh, larger real estate assets, um, you know, for very deep discounts, you know, mm. uh, but because of the pandemic and because, you know, we had a really long, aggressive upswing in the real estate market and, you know, we're well overdue for a contraction. Um, so, mostly in the space for me, I'm, what I'm most interested in is the hospitality space. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff happening there, uh, particularly in secondary and tertiary markets, select service type places, your Holiday Inn Expresses, you know, like those kind of places. Mm. We're not talking big, fancy Hyatt's, you know, uh, but we're also not talking, you know, uh, Motel 6, right? You know, so and, kind and, of that. And, yeah. and how would you repurpose and turn them into what? Because I don't know anything about real estate, but but here here's how I see real estate. You let me know if I'm right. I see real estate as like bonds aren't paying nothing, and and asset prices, you know, for the most part, have grown at a way higher level than 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 income and even business revenue. So I don't see a lot of upside on, uh, you know, rental income in any asset class. But uh, I I do see really just multifamily as a good you know replacement for for bonds. Um, so like, mm. so like, you know, if you were, if you're going to repurpose, uh, a, what do you think about that? And then B, if you were going to repurpose like the, the, the travel, like what would you repurpose it to? Mm, okay. So to the first point, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think multifamily is always a good bet or at least for now until the entire economy kind of hits a bubble and people realize you can't keep raising rents on folks. You know, I think mm-hmm. that that time is looming. Uh, but outside of that multifamily's always a pretty good deal, largely because folks who are doing okay, um, especially younger folks, are less and less interested in home ownership, you know, and more interested in living in, in the city and living close to the city. So um, so multifamily, I think, is going to continue to do well and continue to pay very, very good dividends. Um, as far as other asset types and kind of what repurposing looks like, what we've seen a lot of, I'd say, in the office uh 
space, there's a lot of, of just really not so much trying to repurpose as much as rethinking what office space should be like mm. so that, you know, occupancy levels are, you know, 20, 30 percent of what they once were. Uh, I see a lot of that going on in the office world uh, where it's just like, OK, you know, we used to be able to cram 100 people onto this floor. Now it's just 30, you know. Uh, so there's that kind of sort of transformation of how the spaces are looking in the office area. But um, where there's sort of more changes to the entire use. Um, I'm seeing a lot of that in the in the hospitality space as well. Like you'll see uh, hospitality being either gifted or granted or working out deals with public institutions like cities and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, to turn it into housing for folks. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few that are turning into, you know, um, uh, housing for the homeless. There's a project going on in Fort Worth right now that's doing that. I know one in Chicago. Um, you know, so folks are trying to find interesting, creative ways to 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 deal with these, you know, monstrous buildings that you know, aren't going to have the but same appeal that they once did. I, I, um, I think. But what you hit on is I, I think I think, yeah, I'm kind of relatively right in my thesis. Right. In the sense where if if like if I if I was forced to only do real estate, if somebody said you can't mm-hmm. invest in anything else, you're forced to only do real estate. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I, everything that I would repurpose everything about around would be around housing right so you said repurpose for housing with the city or or i would say if we're going to do office right let's dedicate 40 percent of this project to kind of a uh, a live work play type scenario where my multifamily office can can at least cover my note and then anything that i made on top of everything else you know what i'm saying is 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 is, is gravy and i can ride out the storm but i, I would kind of see it as you know, and and for the simple fact that hey, we're in Texas and everybody's moving here, and the arbitrage between Texas and everywhere else is big. And then we know that that the that the central banks are going to print lots of money. Which, if you you know, if you look at other places where that's happened in other countries, i.e., Japan, where in Tokyo, ninety percent of the population lives in a five hundred square foot, you know, what I'm saying apartment. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. mo- most folks are priced out of buying and start a home, right? Two hundred fifty grand. Most people don't make, you know, what I'm saying enough money. Right to buy that as a starter home or buy under no, I, that. I, would, I would agree with that. I mean, I think overall, you know, and I think you're right too, in terms of even office, right. Repurposing uh, upper floors as multifamily makes a lot of sense because I mean, that's the one, uh, the one asset class that is, it can only get better in some sense, right. For exactly the reasons that you're pointing out. So yeah, it's like, how do you repurpose those other assets that won't be as popular to, to uses that are going to, you know, continue to thrive. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of positive outlook, but for me, you know, in the real estate space, what, again, what I'm most excited about is probably hospitality because everybody's in multifamily, Mm -hmm. right. You know what I mean? And so like things are still trading very heavily for sure, but you know, the major, major upside, uh, is, is not really there the way it was. I mean, you're looking at returns that are probably going to beat the market, um, the stock market that is, uh, but you know, maybe the, five, the, four the, or 5%, you know what I mean? Maybe right. on the high side, you've got a 20% IRR on a long-term real estate deal in multifamily. Right. Uh, whereas in the hospitality space, uh, the, this is going to be temporary, right. You know what I mean? Like there are, there are hotels that are still performing really well, even now. Um, and the ones that aren't, uh, you know, it's going to come back. It's housing. 
really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so it, it's not, it's, it's pretty similar in that sense. And it's really just about folks that I'm not going to say they mismanage, but if they're in a situation where they're strapped for cash because they've been, you know, trying to get by on 30% occupancy for the last year, those folks, a lot of them, their loans are due, right. Or their loans are already gone to the master servicer. And we're, we're able to work back channels with their, uh, uh, the, 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 the lenders that hold their loans to be able to buy the loans out, you know, yep. and, uh, and take over uh, assets that, that will recover. Right. Well, I, well, I think office is permanently changed to some extent and nobody will, will never go completely back. <laughs> right. People are going to go on vacation. Again. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, fact, facts, facts. And I, and this is a good, this is a good transition because um, you know, I think, I think diversification is big and I see absolutely a place for real estate. Uh, and I do agree. I think, I think real estate, U.S. real estate is going to beat U.S. stocks. I don't think it's going to beat emerging market stocks and I'm pretty sure it's not going to beat Bitcoin. Um, mm. You know, so let, 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 let's transfer to the crypto world, man. No, it, it, and, and so it, it's, I, I had a conversation with a brother and I'll tell you his name offline because mm. I'm going to have him on the podcast. Um, and, you know, I didn't talk about if he wanted me to shout him out, but He's out of Houston. He's out of Houston, and he's doing something unique, man. He is uh, uh and for those who don't know, crypto is separate from Bitcoin. So we're talking about the blockchain technology right now, and, and adding assets to the blockchain. But he he basically will go to a, uh, he'll go to uh, um, like somebody who owns a building, right? And mm-hmm. they have a bank loan of uh, that that where they owe sixty percent of the value of the of the land, so they can't really take any money out because the bank won't let them take much of the 40% equity they have out. Right. So he'll go to them and say, hey, let's just tokenize part of your ownership in this business and then um, and then, and then then liquefy you. And they could tokenize a whole lot of the you know business and not have to sell the whole building, right? Which I was like, man, that's pretty interesting, right? So you can, um, um, uh, I'm like, that's a, that's a whole like, that's a whole industry, right? That's, it is. Have you and have you come across that too. yet? Yeah. Have you come across that yet? Yeah. You know, a lot of folks are talking about it right now. You know, I've got meetings set up next week, actually, on this very subject. People in the real estate world in particular are trying to figure out tokenization. It hasn't been largely adopted yet, only because it's it's young, you know, as a business. And um, you're kind of mixing two different types of investors, I think. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you got folks that just like, you know, live and die by real estate, right? <laughs> you know, And then you got folks smarter you know, who are a little bit smarter about it, a little bit more sophisticated, who have really diversified platforms. And then you have folks who have diversified platforms and understand and have sort of, you know, bought into the concept of crypto, right? So that's a the the the, uh, the pool shrinks, you know what I mean? Yeah, to like yeah, a smaller, yeah. smaller amount of folks as you get there. Now of course as you know as crypto becomes you know more and more commonplace and and and, and gets a stronger foothold in the market, um, I think that changes, you know, and that will I mean that that pool of potential investors and potential deal makers will continue to grow. Uh, but yeah it's been slow to adopt, you know, so far uh, in in real estate. Folks are really excited about it though. Man. Yeah, yeah, I, I I see it as as just huge, man. Um, and and then and and the more people that, the more people that are on that, you know, the more people get on Bitcoin. Which again, we don't need to go into that. I've spent a lot of time on Bitcoin, but I just wanted to uh, pick pick your brain on if if you've heard about um, uh, the real estate deals. Um, so, so, some, something else that I think is interesting. I wanted to bring up is like, what what do you think? The Biden administration is going to do uh, from a stimulus, you know, standpoint, how that's going to impact impact everything. Well, uh, man, 
I wish I knew, man. I'd say my guess is as good as, as yours as far as that goes. They, they keep moving the, the goalpost on this thing. Um, you know, it looks to me like it, we're still at that point of, you know, giving everybody a check for 1400 bucks. But I think we're kind of talking about, excuse me, something a little bit higher level than that. Um, the real question as it affects the, the market more, you know, broadly is, you know, what happens to all these Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans? Um, you know, that are out there. And again, I'm kind of going back to the real estate world there. Uh, you know, a lot of folks mortgage has been on hold. And in fact, a lot of individual people, you know, haven't paid a mortgage in like a year. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so the real question is, you know, with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac being quasi governmental entities, you mm-hmm. know, like part government, part private. Uh, is there going to come a point where they just say, you know what, all y'all owe us this, this bread, you know, mm-hmm. today. And <laughs> if that happens, you know, that I think it would have kind of really sweeping effects. So, you know, uh, I personally would love to see, uh, you know, us d- devote some some money to helping keep the economy afloat in more ways than just the check. I love the check. The check is great. I mean, a lot of people really need that check. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. if their landlord's uh, notes start coming due, a lot of people will start getting evicted. Right. Or you, you can't uh, you can't have both. You know, you got to give people an opportunity to. Uh, not fourteen hundred dollars is a month's rent. You know right. what's that going to do if you know, right. uh, if they got to pay? You know, go back to paying fourteen hundred dollars a month. You know, and we talking about getting fourteen hundred dollars every eight months the way this system is set up. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my my hope is there will be some higher level, more structural changes that happen. I'd love to see stuff around school loans and um, and and more permanent <clears throat> forgiveness for uh, for some of these landlords so they can um, you know, but but what- kind of keep the pressure off. I was going to say, but what, 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 what do you think? Cause, cause I'm, I'm curious about that. That, that may be one topic where we can talk out more. Cause I, I haven't really thought that much about it, but I, but I mean, so like if a landlord evicted somebody, they still owe the money. They're not going to get anybody to move in. The economy still sucks. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, yeah. how do I, you, if I had to choose, I would just say, Hey, like I have no sympathy for investors and I'm an investor, right? Cause when you invest, you take risk. So if you're a landlord, you should get wiped out. Put if I got to choose between you and the people, you know what I'm saying? Just like yeah, invest- but is that really the choice? Because you know how to, you see what I'm saying. I don't really think that's the that's the choice because if you don't have if the landlord gets wiped out, right? The landlord is going to take the tenant down with them. I mean, but 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 yeah, but I'm, but I'm 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 saying if you have I don't I don't know the details of what the choices are, but I'm saying like if you have a choice to help the person or the landlord, I'm saying yeah. help the because if you help the person, right, yeah. then when the landlord evicts whoever he has to evict, the landlord would have other people to come to it, right? You know, mm. and, and or because you know this better than I do, there's some garbage landlords out there that are just surviving off of cheap or, money. And so I'm like, or, wipe wipe their ass out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let's there, there's going to be landlords that are that are having better product. That if you help the people, the people will vote with their money and go to the better product. You know what I mean? So, like. Yeah, no, I, I, I do. I do. Uh, but what I would I guess my only counterpoint to that would be, look what the government's done so far. What did they give out? Like like twelve hundred dollars like a year ago. <laughs> and then they're still arguing about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm really just thinking about it more from the perspective of something bigger. I mean, you know, like the Bernie Sanders folks have been saying it, you know, since day one, give them two thousand dollars a month. That's what that's the way we should go. With hey, it, for right? real. I, I think I think we're going there for real. I don't I don't oh, think I mean. Listen, don't say that out. Well, I guess you can say it now. I don't want to get too political on here, but you know, the, 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 
the 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 QAnon MAGA folks that they not they're not in power no more. So I guess you could say that. But they would have called you a communist three weeks. No, ago. Well, well, Trump. But I'm saying if Trump won, Trump would have <laughs> do, Trump would have done it. it. You know what I'm saying? Like they Trump, still would have. They still. <laughs> you think you would have? You think you would have done it? No, listen. He don't have a choice. It doesn't matter. Like Trump is the one that mm. gave the first stimulus. You know what I mean? Mm. Like in Trump, yeah. in Trump, if he wasn't salty. Because they lost, they, the Republicans would have gave the second stimulus for another fourteen. So is so it's not right, it, but it would have been fourteen hundred every like six to eight months. I'm saying if you really want to give, put the money in the hands of the people so that they can move the market, right. then you got to give them enough money to do that, which well, would be more like two thousand dollars every single month. Right, right. And, and, and and what pol- what politicians I believe. So most politicians are not that di- um, dissimilar. They have one mm-hmm. goal, right? Because mm. because you and I can talk to a business owner, and a business owners, for the most part, we have we we have a goal: take care of our clients, and that that will help us earn a profit. For the most part, right? Mm-hmm. You know, politicians, their quote unquote profit is being elected, and so what what they know and what you and I know is, and this is what everybody knows: the middle class is being obliterated, and it's getting worse every single month. And and they know that, like the, the, oh, the look, look at the math on the right and the left. And what they know no is, they know what no they question. know is, if you don't take care of the people that are getting hurt, you, they're gonna throw your ass out of office. Yeah. Republican or Democrat. So I'm, that's why I'm saying uh, we're in a situation where I think the the reason why Bitcoin is rising and gold is rising mm-hmm. and real estate is, you know. Likely going to do well. I, I, I call I call Bitcoin real estate and gold. Like Bitcoin is like stocks. You know, gold is like cash now, right? And real estate mm-hmm. is like is like bonds. You know what I'm saying? In the, yeah. in, in a rich yeah. profile and the returns over time, be, mm-hmm. be, 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 because people are saying when you look at the math of the finances, you're like none of these governments can pay back this money in, in real money terms. We have to have a debt jubilee, right? Where right. where basically you forgive debts, and but they're not going to actually forgive debts. And what they're going to end up doing is, and it's funny, I did a podcast episode like in May. Of last year, and I reshared it, and the title of it was "Bitcoin Marriage and the Fifty-Year Mortgage." Guess what, Janet Yellow's talking about uh, two days ago—a fifty-year mm-hmm. treasury. Because because it, it's it's just math. I was like, to solve this problem, you're gonna—they're not gonna forgive debt. So what you gotta do is extend the payouts. You gotta keep mm-hmm. rates low, and then you gotta print money so that you pay people back with with worthless money over time. And it and it, it's it's in effect a debt jubilee. Because the whole system is kind of bearing the brunt, right? It's like, you know, returns for all asset classes are going to be lower. You know, incomes are going to be lower. The people who you owe money to are going to get basically no money back after after cost of living over. But it's going to be done over a long period of time, so it's not a um, a, a big shock. And so, we're, right. and, and, and so, um, I got on a tangent. I was going to a no, but I mean, I think it's an important tangent. I mean, for me personally again, without getting overly political about it, because I don't think, I think it's been politicized, mm-hmm. you know, but I think to your point, it's not really a political issue. It is about, you know, saving, you know, what's left of the American economy and and growing it back to where it can be. I mean, we've dealt with, you know, predatory lending and predatory creditors and, you know, rising costs and, and a stagnant minimum wage for the better part of 50 years, you know, at this point. And so, yeah, there has to be a correction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or if, if we want to, you know, continue to claim, you know, that we have something called a middle class, because at this point, we almost don't, you know what right, I mean? It's right. pretty much rich and poor already, right? And it's only going to get, you know, be further exacerbated uh, over time. And, and people keep looking at like, you know, Jeff Bezos and all of that, like, you know, those are symbols, man. You know, they are far more 
uh, uh, systemic issues that need to be addressed that, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos can have all in billions. I don't know, shave off a couple hundred billion. I don't care. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. either way, you know, like he's not really the problem as much as the overall system and, and the effect it's had on the common middle class person over decades is truly the issue. So to your point, I mean, I think a debt jubilee makes a lot of sense. I just think that it's been politicized as a socialist platform at this mm-hmm. point you know like you're a socialist now yeah, <laughs> if you think yeah. it is like bro we just try to save what's left of this account well, like, you and, know we try to yeah. get it back well and they, and, <laughs> and, they, and they call it socialist when you help the people but whenever but oh we got to protect the airlines man fuck the airlines let them go out you right. know what i'm saying like you, wipe, wipe right. the shareholders out and you know what i'm saying it, i mean i know what you're saying but like i said I, there, there's a lot of folks that have taken that to be a political issue and it and it goes to things that go on in this country that we don't, you know, we're not even really talking about on this particular, you know, podcast or in this venue. But they, they, I think a lot of folks are uh, missing the, missing the forest for the trees a little bit uh, when it comes to this. Yeah. 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 What, 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 but what that else? said, yeah, man, um, yeah. I want to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah, go I, ahead. Go I ahead. Can. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, for me, man, I mean, you know, this is about me. Um, I'm, I'm pretty savvy when it comes to real estate investment. Uh, you know, my main deal is helping folks put together funds and, uh, you know, put together big deals in the in the real estate realm and outside of it in the private equity space, you know, raising money to do big deals of all kinds. So I've got some, you know, pretty decent experience uh, with, you know, uh, startup or early stage companies and and real estate, how to get those funded and how to make a lot of money in those spaces, right? But crypto is something that like, I just don't fully understand, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm invested in it a little bit, right? Because I, I can see what's happening. Uh, but can you help me as a, as a, you know, relatively, you know, I have at least an elementary understanding of the investment world, right? How does crypto fit into this? And and then from there, why do you think it's going to survive the uh, pending moves towards regulation? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, so it's, this is I, I'm gonna give my preface. I'm I'm a I'm a relative novice to the actual technology, but mm-hmm. but from a historian standpoint. Mm-hmm. The same things happen over and over again. And so I understand the context of how this, or I feel like I understand the context of how this is likely to play out. So so, mm-hmm. so you can break crypto into really two different worlds, right? You got Bitcoin, and then you got the, the crypto technology, right? And, and where, I'm, where I have a strong conviction is on two parts, on Bitcoin and then the technology to help uh, move assets onto... Um, uh, onto a better platform. So I'll start with the easier one with the, you know, with the assets, for example. So, so, and we'll start in the real estate world, which I'm less, I'm less knowledgeable about, but I know in the real estate world, there's not a big problem to track ownership of, of, of real estate, right? Meaning if we buy and sell, you know, we do it through a title company and there's a, there's a, there's a piece of paper that documents who owns what done through a title company, right? Um, but, but, but in that process, there's a lot of people who eat for no reason, you know, mm. um, in, in that process. And so um, what what crypto will do is help, is going to basically help um, minimize the cost of everybody eating so we, so we can do a deal, right, peer-to-peer and not need some middle people to track the ownership because he, here's, what, here's what blockchain is in an oversimplified 
version of it is you know how like if me and you wanted to work on a document on excel document you can create it and share it and we can edit it at the same time yes right so blockchain is just that it's basically like a ledger that everybody can see and and we can all edit and the edits have to be approved by the majority of people that that have nodes which is like something that monitors the system and anybody can have a node it's on there and then and 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 once it's on there like somebody can't go pull it off and say oh i want to take the transaction off no like the system verified it you know it's not being verified by 12 you know 12 guys that that have all the power no the system verified it right um these are the the miners and i don't want to go too nerd on that but the system verified it it's a it's um um yeah, I mean the system verified it. The, the analogy I used too with with it democratizing, you know, that kind of process. You remember how thirty years ago social media or or media was ran by three people, and the word got out based on if those three people approved it. Now we now we can get stories out and hold people accountable. So money works by small group of people. Who I mean, the reason why we have a president who can who's a quote unquote and 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 this is not political. This is just truth too. Carly Fiorina, who's a Republican, talked about this. She's like, yeah, I don't even think the president was a good businessman. Like, how would you call a good businessman somebody who went bankrupt four times? You know what I'm saying? Like, and had, and, and, and maybe you can go bankrupt four times, and if you survived it and built it, you're fine. But he went bankrupt four times, and he was broke going into the presidency. So the only reason why he didn't go under because he became president. He's an, he's an amazing entertainer, but he's a terrible wow. business person. But, but because of his proximity to power and money, you know what I mean? Yeah, be, be, okay. because of how money is run he was able to survive but he's a terrible businessman but that's the problem with the system is um the closer you are to the money uh the easier it is so so it decentralizes that process everybody can look at the ledger everybody can um put their inputs on the ledger right but 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 that but that's the that's the blockchain so going back to to real estate so so we you know we do a deal um now it's according to the ledger so if anybody want to know hey who owns that property they can see, uh, hey, this address, right? You, you, your address is anonymized, so they won't, they won't know that it's Sean Tate's address, right? And they won't know a lot yeah. of details, but it can be verified which person or who owns that piece of property. We don't need title companies. We don't need, you know, um, every. And I don't know, I don't know enough about the industry, but we don't need all the folk, all those folks in the middle. So it drops the, okay. the, it drops the I cost. Still need the title company, but I get your point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it drops that cost. So, so then you move to. Stock markets, which are terrible, right? People think, oh, I own I own this stock. You know, I own Apple stock. Well, you actually don't own the stock. Like you own an IOU from the broker, right? And 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 um, you know, the brokers are notorious at letting multiple people have ownership in the piece of paper. And and if if, for example, um the system ever had to reconcile who owns what, it'll crumble because <laughs> there's lots of multiple ownerships of of different share of the stocks out there um, because that system is worse than real estate. Real estate at least has title companies to verify stocks. There's no, like people think the reason why Lehman went down in the 2008 crisis was like a run on the bank in, in, in a traditional sense where they, they ran on the amount of cash in the bank. It actually wasn't a run on cash. It was a run on the securities. Like they, it was these, you know, securities they had that had been loaned, rehypothecated is a term, out to multiple people. And people were like, um, the system is jacked up. I want to call my asset and I want it back. I don't want to let you loan it out anymore. And they didn't have enough assets to cover it. And then they went under and it blew the system up. And so that is rampant 
right in the in the stock space. So you're gonna see stocks going to blockchain. You're gonna see commodities going to blockchain. And 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 the and the unique part about all them going on the blockchain, um, it's probably gonna create you know like new types of securities. Meaning instead of having an Exxon Mobil, mm-hmm. you know as a as a company, you might have like ten different securities you can buy. Uh, 10 different tokens you can buy of Exxon because you might can just, you know, buy the refinery part. You can just, you know, there's lots of, you can, you can break it up into different streams of income that you want to purchase and bet on. Fascinating. Which will, like, which will change the game. But basically you can, you can get all that like on chain. Uh, heck, you can, it's it's so crazy. And this is, the technology is not coming. It's already here, right? right. It, it'll come to a point to where if if you wanted to, only buy gasoline from companies that had a clean uh, process, you know, whatever we define as clean, but clean process of getting oil out of the ground, there's a way to track the whole supply chain of how it came through on the blockchain back to, hey, you know, um, I'm owning this type of gasoline. Like, you know, and so, and, and so like if Exxon had it at a station, um, you and I can say, all right, Exxon we can verify that they have the cleanest gasoline and then they end up winning. And like, it's a lot of implications on the blockchain for that kind of stuff. Okay. So then here's the thing. Those Mm -hmm. are, I mean, that obviously sounds fantastic. I mean, that, that sort of comports well with the numbers we're seeing, you know, I think, you know, a few weeks ago, they were saying, you know, Bitcoin might hit 300 K and now it's like, yo, Bitcoin might hit 500 K, you know what I mean? And it may go up and up from there, you know, based on kind of these like, long-term projections of how it can be a part of our economic system. But that leads me really to my second question, right? Which is how will it end up being regulated? Will it get slowed down by regulation? You know, I mean, you mentioned literally ExxonMobil, right? ExxonMobil is not moving without the Senate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to do anything that uh, they they are the Senate. You you know what I mean? (laughs) They they are the Senate, right. High up. And you're not dealing in, you know, sort of like entrepreneurial pursuits or mm-hmm. loan wolves with tons of money. When you start getting in the institutions of that capacity and that scope, right, mm-hmm. then how does the government, you know, get its claws into it? Yeah, so so it's two, it's two options. Let me, I'm, I'm going to move to Bitcoin. The government is not really concerned with assets tied to the blockchain, right? They want their own government, uh, you know, paper cryptocurrency stable coins right which is backed by cash and government bonds they they want their own because the technology is better they they from everything i've read and looked at don't have a problem with the cryptocurrency that allows them to you know put dollars or bonds or real estate or commodities on chain because they understand it's better they like that and that's easily that there's that that, that is going to get regulated and it's not going to be a big problem. What governments are afraid of is Bitcoin, right? Because Bitcoin is something completely separate where it's basically like, you know, remember how I explained the governments get out of this problem through the through the debt jubilee, but they don't actually forgive debts. They just print money and yeah. make it worth less. Well, if the if the system or if people wise up to that, they're going to be like, "Cool, I'm not long. I'm not going to save in dollars and let you guys devalue on me. I'm going to move my money right. to 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 Bitcoin, right, and get it out of the financial system because because Bitcoin there is there's no central authority. You know, there's 21 million that the protocol says can never be created. If you want to change that, you have to get all the 
right. you know. So you can't you can't tinker with the, there's no Alan yeah, you, yeah, you, you can't you, you, uh, infl- inflation you, and decide how much money's worth. Exactly. It so 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 it thro- it it throws off their control, right, over money, which government and money control has been linked, you know, for for forever, right? And so, you know, oh, that that before. that's why they're afraid of it is if it gets too powerful, they lose mm-hmm. the only thing they have is the military to control, <laughs> you know. And so and so a couple of things, a lot of Bitcoiners think, uh, but it's going to get regulated, but a lot of Bitcoiners think, oh, we're going to overthrow governments. I'm like, it's probably not going to happen, right? Because in, in, in my opinion, right, when you went from, you know, religions, however many hundreds of years ago, used to be the, they, they were the, they were the church, they were the hospital, they were education. They had, they had a monopoly on information before the printing press. So, mm-hmm. you know, like what they said went, right? Then we had the printing press. And people were like, oh, I don't got to, you know, I can get outside of the church, right? That changed the game. And government, and then governments came to power. But the, but the negotiation was governments didn't, governments and knowledge didn't get rid of the church. It just made the church less relevant. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah. to, 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 to society. And so I think Bitcoin, I don't think it's going to destroy governments. They'll still be around. They're just going to have less power, you know, and it's going to happen over a long period of time because it's so big. It, it's... The, the reason why I think it's tough for them to a it's, it's like the internet you can't kill it and if you and if you're in your if you're in a country and they try and um, do too much to kill it right now which is why they haven't done it it's just gonna move people offshore right uh, to go to, it's gonna have a brain drain people are gonna do whatever they're gonna do somewhere because money's gonna always go where it's the most free for right. for it to stop the US China Russia they all have to come together and say Hey, we're gonna we're gonna force all these folks to stop, and that you know what I'm saying, and that's just real tough, right? You know what I'm saying. It's it's the reason why when we see these gang movies where all these mobsters get together and form a cartel, like it never works out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because once one person gets greedy, you know you lose trust and they start fighting again. So that you know what I'm saying that'll they're fighting each other for power, and you know whoever adopts Bitcoin will attract more power because they'll get more people, right? Um, so it's mm-hmm. You know it's tough, you know. But but so I don't. I'm unclear on the timeline for all that and how it gets regulated. But it's going to get regulated. But I don't think it's going to kill governments. You know, I just think it's going to make their power worth less. And in the process of making their power worth less and having more money going to Bitcoin because of all this money printing, right? It gets bigger. Wow, really fascinating stuff. And I mean, we're talking about you know. Truly a watershed moment in the way that, you know, government and commerce interact, you know, and uh, I think our kids will feel the effects even stronger than we will. And so, you know, if, if you if you're willing to kind of ride with this theory based on economics and history, then, you know, it makes sense to get in the game. You know, yeah, <laughs> it comes I, mean, to I mean, I mean, think about it, man. You, you So it, it, and it goes in when, this is why I look at history as context. People are talking about people are afraid of the government, but I'm like. All right, for for forever. If if you and I lived five hundred years ago, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or I'm just, and I'm just forget the time frame, y'all. I'm just I'm just talking about far far away ago. Um, the, there was not as big of a middle class around the world, right? There were like kings and and feudal lords and and right. and, and, and military yeah, it's, leaders it's who relatively new concept, you, you know? Yeah. Whole, so uh, so and and as humans have evolved. You've seen the 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 little the little guy or girl get more power, right? You know what I'm saying? Like the president literally got shut down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, by his citizens. 
You know, they 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 took his access, and that wouldn't have happened a hundred years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? And and so I I think at, I think the trend of history, just like you see what technology is doing, is the people get more control over society, right? And that's not that's not socialism. That's you know, so because democracy is not socialism, but it's the people are getting more and more and more control as we become more sophisticated creatures, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. which which interestingly interestingly enough, man, this is and this is where I haven't thought this out, but it, but you know how like in the Bible it talks about like what heaven is, where it's all of us together, you know, as one, mm-hmm. you know, common type mm-hmm. of not entity, like we're individuals, but we're all together in harmony, right? So there's no right. like there's no like leader, like we're in harmony together, and I'm like humans are evolving towards that, right? We're evolving towards. Um, you know, more people having power. And we take two steps back and, you know, um, you know, whatever, one step back, take two steps forward. But I think, I think that's where we're going, man. I, I think heaven is the, the, the eventual, the eventual evolution of, of humans. We'll evolve this place into heaven. Man, I mean, that's a beautiful, beautiful thought. I hope that's the case. We're certainly young in the game, you know, when it comes to our existence on the planet. Uh, I'm reading a book right now called uh, People and Plagues. Uh, which was written, I want to say, in the uh, early 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's essentially about uh, plagues and pandemics and uh, how, you know, organisms that we can't see with our eyes fit into our ecosystem, you know, globally and how they've affected uh, human uh, population growth, human migration, you know, where we survive, where we don't, for what reasons, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had the book right in front of me so I could, you know, point to it right now. But, you know, there's just a line in it about how, you know, uh, every organism ultimately, you know, is is fighting for uh, resources to be able to survive, you know. And in this context, they're talking about, you know, organisms we can't see with our eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So malaria, right? Malaria just wants to live, you know, it doesn't care how or where, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it happens to be cool with mosquitoes, but, you know, if it really wants to reproduce, it needs to get in this other organism. So, all right, I'm going to hang around the mosquitoes that are kind of around this other organism, which is people, right? Um, you know, but basically how every organism that's really, you know, our imperative is just to survive and how, you know, um, more advanced organisms figure out systems and figure out ways to, uh to survive collectively and to work together for greater survival. And so with humans, you know, the big first thing we did was like food production, you know, figuring out how to like make our own food, how to, you know, create farms and things like that. But then from there, you know, we haven't really gotten much further than that, you know, (laughs) you know, to figure out how we're going to work with resources in a way that we don't kill each other because our worst enemies are ourselves, you know, you know, as far as humans go, like we'll, we'll cannibalize ourselves for resources. We haven't figured out yet how to properly share them. Considering how young we are on the planet, you know, I I love the idea that uh, Bitcoin and the blockchain can be a part of our evolution towards like a more harmonious existence with each other and the aliens, which are apparently on the way. I don't know, man. I I saw it on CNN. I don't know if that's true. I believe it, man. It might be thousands of years away, but they coming. Hey, I, I do have a question for you too. Cause I got I got this question this week from a from a potential client. Like, if somebody wanted to find a real estate syndication uh, mm-hmm. to invest in, yeah, is it, how, how do they find that? Do they have to just like, uh, yeah? I mean, how would they find a syndication yeah. to invest in? Because there's there's a lot of syndicators who were like trash out there. 
Yeah, there really are. And so yeah, quality is really the most important thing, right? Uh, anybody can claim to be a real estate developer. Um, there's even a few po- folks who have enough money to pay somebody like me to put together the documents for them, right? Um, who aren't actually good developers, you know? So, <laughs> um, it's true, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's not cheap, but, you know, there are folks who, you know, been successful in other businesses. They put some some money together and, you know, they got 30, 40 grand to throw around, you know, to kind of put together a deal. Um, what I suggest is uh, honestly talking to people like me, people who see a lot of deals, you know, and who can help direct people towards good deals, uh, both on the side of like finding deals, like sourcing decent deals, and then also reviewing them, right? So uh, if somebody comes to you with a potential uh, syndication, right, uh, they should be providing you with voluminous documents that kind of outline what that looks like. Just last week, I had a friend, good, very good friend of mine, who's also, you know, a client, uh, who's who's going to make you know a sizable investment in a syndication? Uh, I think it's a fantastic deal. Uh, it happens to be hospitality related. It's kind of about uh, you know um, like those big Airbnbs, like super fancy ones, all mm. around the country, right? But either way, uh, th- those are great too, right? Because like you could just have your friend or just your family. Yeah, I was gonna right? say that you, that is a good business, right? Like I would, I would, I would do, I would go into an Airbnb. So I'm not going to discuss it, you know, but but yes. Right. It was a good deal. But more importantly, are they the right people to execute on it? And for me, as a fund formation attorney and a deal manager, fund manager, I can look at those documents. It may take me a few hours to look at them, but I can look at those documents and tell you. Right. OK, these guys are for real. They're legit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're serious about what they're doing. I'm not saying the deal is going to work, you know, because yeah. no one ever knows that. But I can definitely tell the folks that are, you know, kind of just trying to get started and figure it out versus the ones who I mean, I, I kept four different clients out of a deal um, in the past six months. There's the same deal. So I'm definitely not going to speak on it. But the deal died. You know, the, the deal didn't happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I knew that, you know, <laughs> Looking at I was like, this is not going to. Look at what they, you know. And so anyway, um, I think it starts by connecting with folks who are uh, experts in the field, who have a lot of experience in the syndication world. Um, I think I can be a conduit for folks like that. And uh, it's also connecting with the folks they're connected to. Like, so for me, I'm connected with a lot of great brokers that are connected with the good syndicators. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, you know, if, you, if you're looking to invest in a deal, I can call some friends. Hey, what's on the market right now that fits within this certain box? Right. And kind of work from there. So. uh, So, yeah, I mean, I I think connecting with folks who really have just a lot of experience is the best way to go. Like anything else is referral based. You know, you go off experience. You don't go off of, you know, what people tell you. I I, I will send them this episode. And here's my last question, because you mentioned Airbnb, you know, I think that's probably similar to crypto. Right. Because hotel owners, you know, um, are, are like landowners are like some of the most powerful people in government right now, right? I mean, the dude who just died, Adelson, you know, uh, from Las Vegas, basically stopped online gaming at a federal level, right? Uh, you know, I think he he died now, so, you know, it's probably an opportunity, but he was, he was you know, against it. And it was, that's why it was so hard to, at least reportedly, that's why it was so hard to uh, get that in here. And so you think about all the people who own all these hotels that hate Airbnb. Like, what's the regulation on on, on that? Like, investing in Airbnbs commercially? Because I, I, last time I, I, I read something about it, you know, they were trying to stop Airbnb from doing that from a commercial standpoint or from a commercial standpoint. 
Yeah, that's ongoing. Uh, you know, that's ongoing. It's it's really similar to Uber in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when Uber came on the scene, the taxi lobby went nuts because they killed it. They killed the entire industry. Right. You know, entire unions have fallen, you know, in the past 10 years uh, because of uh, Uber's impact and its competitors, Lyft, et cetera, and what they've been able to do in the market. So uh, you're seeing something pretty similar there with Airbnb, except the where that fight tends to happen is with people renting uh, spaces within other existing multifamily units and Airbnb those. Right. So. Uh, Basically, you know, you can't stop Airbnb, right? <laughs> Unless you're doing it in somebody else's, on somebody else's property, you know, and on somebody else's dime. So what it usually looks like is multifamily, the multifamily lobby uh, trying to figure out harsher and harsher penalties for people who will rent out a unit. Like say you might go, this is a real example. You might go to the W in, in Dallas and, and uh, rent out uh, three of their condos and then just Airbnb them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, for, from, the, uh, from, the, from the W's owner's perspective, look, man, we, we, we check on who moves in our place. We don't want random people coming in and out all the time. Right, like right. you're lowering their value, right? So the neighbors below them that have lived there for six years don't want to party every night. You know what right. I mean? So, so they're trying to figure out ways to be more and more harsh in penalties for folks that do that because uh, it, it really does kind of. Uh, but but that, but that but that's kind of separate. It, isn't that separate from like maybe like buying your own group of houses or even like developing your own like dope spot for people to go to? Ain't do nothing about that is my point. Right. Yeah. And, and, and nothing about that. And it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, why why not have your own little your own little hotel spot? Your own, you know, then it's really just a function of the market. It's hospitality. And, and, Again. And they the, can't and they can't stop it. Most interested in, I'm in saying, and, and they can't stop it because the market wants it, right? Like I'd much rather do a dope Airbnb than a hotel. The, they can't stop it because A, the market wants it, and B, what are you regulating? You know what yeah. I'm saying? At, at some point, right? I mean, yeah. there's obviously there's certain hotelier licenses that you have to have in place if you want to call yourself a hotel. And so I think there's definitely a push towards uh, Airbnb owners who sort of reach a certain level, having whatever licenses are in place or needed to be able to say, like, I'm offering this service to the public. But that should be that's an easy fix, right? You just pay the fee, get the license and follow the rules. And keep rolling with it. Right. And the rules are good rules. You know what I'm saying? They're not rules that you wouldn't want to you know, adhere to. So I don't think there's anything stopping Airbnb across the globe. There never has been. Airbnb also isn't new. Right. Like vacation right. homes, allowing people to rent them out is as old as real estate. Timeshares yeah. are Airbnbs, essentially, just yeah. less complicated and more to the point and much better. Better product. See, and and, that, and and I think I think what's happening in the whole world, right? I think the whole world with technology, I call it the, you know, Andrew Carnegie said, I only do business with 35-year-olds. Like it's a old, it's a book that I read, Rich Thinking Grow Rich. And I was like, mm-hmm. I never, I never understood that. And and he said when he's in his sixties or whatever. And then I and then I turned 35 and I realized, oh, you know, metaphorically, 35-year-olds are when you 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 have enough experience to be dangerous because you know what you're doing but you're not married to the old system. And what Andrew Carnegie knew is you can't beat the young lion at a certain age. We're all going to be 70 and there's going to be yeah. a young lion coming to eat our lunch. And we can just either let him in the pride and be like, say, bro, you run the pride. Just don't kill me. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, and I think, what, and I think that's that's why when you were asking me, can the regulators kill Bitcoin? No, they can't because the young lions. You know what I'm saying? We gonna eat. You know, and either and either you gonna either you're gonna like let us eat or you're gonna get eaten. But we gonna eat, and you can't stop it because it's progress. I mean, bro, I, I love I love that idea, and I'm I'm bought in to the fact that eventually it's gonna happen, and uh, I'm gonna be a part of it. You know, either way, you know what I mean. I'm gonna be a part of it either way. So it's definitely an exciting time, man. You know, and uh, I think coming off of you know this this presidency and and coming off of this sort of pandemic and all of these just really different perspectives that we've had to sort of tackle and deal with over the course of the past few years, I think we're really primed to look at things differently. You know, I was mm-hmm. reading an article earlier today about Bitcoin and, and how cryptocurrency, you know, was born during an econo- economic downturn, you know, like that's when creativity is the strongest. That's when people can start to see outside the box. You're not so much you're just kind of ingrained in the system. Um, and, you know, I think we're in one of those moments again, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, it makes it makes all the sense in the world to me that cryptocurrency and in particular Bitcoin would be making a big run right now. And the market is showing that to be, to be the case. Well, well, I mean, I appreciate you taking time out of your billable hours to, to, uh, talk to me, man. I know, I know this, I know this cost you about a thousand dollars. You know, that's your, that's your, probably your billable thousand, rate, man. It cost me about 500, bro. <laughs> and share with your audience. And, you know, um, obviously, man, if any, if, if any folks that are listening or, interested in learning more about fund formation or working on uh new funds man happy to happy to continue those conversations as well so uh, all right let, let everybody know how they can reach you if they're interested oh sure sure yeah so best way to reach me is to uh, set up an appointment um you know I, I don't charge for the first 15 minutes uh you can you can email us at uh, info at tate-legal.com that's info at tate dash leg al.com and uh yeah that's the best way to get to get in touch with me all right man well i definitely appreciate you thank you sir and, and enjoy the day thanks for having me brother good catching up those of you who haven't been at my website go to stonehillwealthmanagement.com click on the 401k tab we got a stonehill 401k service that you've probably heard about it's great for businesses that are small businesses businesses between zero and maybe 150 employees uh, we provide love and service to the employees about how to plan and invest for retirement and a whole host of other uh, benefits that we give. It's all on the site. Check it out, stonehill401k.com. We create startup plans and help with selecting the investments and educating and advising our clients on how to invest and how to best reach their retirement goals. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.